We begin with the letter A. A is for... M is for murder. E is for... Danger! And, uh... Dodge. With... Monster. Help! Love me and be... Please! Help! Yeah. Hey, hey! And welcome to another episode of the Is For Podcast. If you don't understand why I'm so enthusiastic with that introduction, that's because tonight we're discussing K is for Krusty the Clown. I don't. don't, Okay, so I was practicing before (laughs) we started, and (laughs) I I can't do it. It's terrible. It's so bad. Okay, so for those of you out there that don't know, and if you don't know by this point, I'm sorry. I'm Danger. You know, uh, old monster forgot to introduce me altogether. Oh, no, no, no. I was going to do the introduction okay. after after I introduced the episode, uh, but then you started to do the laugh, so I tried to do the laugh, and we got out of order. But it doesn't matter. Yes, joining me tonight is the recently engaged, always handsome Danger. Say hello, Danger. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for acknowledging that I'm uh, soon to be uh, nuptialized, and uh, Mr. Monster and Mrs. Monster helped me out in a major way. And uh, they were crucial to things, and it was uh, it was pretty great. It was, it was it was a damn good engagement. And for it those was. Of, and for those of you that are curious as to how it went, if you are on TikTok, go check out Casey underscore Danger did a whole video on it. The important part is though, she said yes. She did. She did. Of course, if anybody is asking that question to another person, they should be. Pretty certain that they're going to get that answer, you know. Pretty certain, but you gotta, you know, you never know till you know. That's right. So, anyway, we are here to talk Krusty the Clown. Now, we actually have only done one of these uh, episodes, a character breakdown, once before, and that was uh, last season. That was O's for Oscar the Grouch, which was a um, strangely wholesome episode. Like, I left the episode <laughs> feeling like, hey, that... I feel good about myself, and I'm going to go. Well, good count, news! I'm going to go count to ten now. Well, good news tonight will not be wholesome because Krusty the Clown is quite the bastard. Oh yes, oh yes, yes. <laughs> I, I understand this about Mister the Clown. So uh, I think I've stated this on the show before, but if I have not, I am a die-hard Simpsons fan. It is my favorite television show of all time. I've seen the first probably twelve. 14, 15 seasons. I've seen every episode probably 10 times each. I absolutely love, I mean, I recognize that it has fallen off in recent years. I, I still try to watch some of the newer episodes just to kind of, you know, just to see what's happening. But those first, I would say 12 to 15 seasons, I, I love all of them. Uh, Danger, what is your relationship with The Simpsons? So when I was a kid, I don't know what year The Simpsons first came on. I'm pretty sure you're going to tell us that. Oh, I certainly will. Now, I'm going into this episode doing absolutely no background research aside from what I know. I did listen to an interview that Mark Maron did with Krusty the Clown recently, which was just kind of a weird <laughs> a weird thing. It's uh, his podcast, WTF. It's uh, it was a, It was a weird intro or a weird opening okay. to that episode. But I... Like The Simpsons when I was younger, you know, when I was a kid, it was on and growing up in the house that I did, The Simpsons was not seen by uh, my parents as 
a show that we should be watching as younglings. Sure. You know, but then fast forward a few years later, you know, I would try to sneak an episode here or there. So would my older brother at least. And then um, one day caught dad watching the Simpsons from there on out. It was uh, just kind of fairly allowed, you know, it wasn't encouraged, but it wasn't like they, uh, they just wouldn't talk about it if it was on and we were watching it, you know, they would just kind of ignore the fact that we were watching it. So, but within it's that, it's so funny. It's so funny to me that I too, when I was a kid, because I think you know we're about the same age, and I think it was probably around you know late elementary school, early middle school is when I kind of discovered The Simpsons, and I would come home from school and watch it while doing my homework and stuff. And I had friends in that age group that were not allowed to watch The Simpsons either, mm-hmm. and it it's so crazy because especially those first couple seasons. They were pretty much, I mean, pretty high morals for the most part. Yes, there were a lot of sight gags like Homer choking Bart and and like that kind of stuff. But compared to a lot of the nuclear cartoon families you see on television today, like Family Guy and South Park and stuff like that, I mean, the Simpsons are as wholesome as the Andy Griffith show. (laughs) Right, but, you know, given... I don't know. I'd probably say this was early nineties ish. And, uh, you know, it was a cartoon that was on primetime, which was a strange concept looking back on it, but it was a cartoon that said ass and damn, you know, the kid of the family said ass and damn. And, you know, I think that was pretty much all that my parents really knew about it. And I think they kind of hopped on a like bandwagon of these things are bad. These things are okay for your kids. And, I think there was a fair amount of just not knowing what it was and allowing the fear to be the, the parenting direction. But you know, all again, all that went out the window when I was older and you know, I wouldn't say older, older, I don't know, eight, nine. And I caught dad watching it. And then, like I said, wasn't acknowledged, but it wasn't discouraged. It was just accepted. So for anybody who's listening to the show that lives under the Biggest rock in the history of the universe. The Simpsons is an animated television show that was created by Matt Groening. It was on Fox, or it is on Fox. It's still going. Um, How many seasons now? So it has been on as of May of this year. It has ran for 728 episodes. Mm. I believe it's in season 32 or 33 now. 32 it's in it's in it's uh actually it's already surpassed 700 episodes and it's it's going on to its 32nd season and you asked how many uh it so it debuted on december 17th 1989 but before that tracy Ullman. yes so Mm -hmm. before the simpsons became the simpsons proper there was a show called the tracy Ullman show that debuted uh, April 19th, 1987. And The Simpsons, created by Matt Groening, was just these quick little shorts that uh, got played in between segments of The Tracy Ullman Show. For those who don't know, The Tracy Ullman Show was kind of sketch comedy. It was a little bit sort of like a, a real thin version of Saturday Night Live or something like that. But The Simpsons, yeah, were just these little... 30-second, one-minute shorts that would play in there. And actually, Krusty the Clown made his first appearance in one of those. 
I don't know much about Krusty and you know where he appeared. I am a little surprised that he appeared that far back. There's a very, very interesting reason why he appeared that far back, and we'll get there. That's probably not, you know, not to get everybody's hopes up, but that might be the most interesting thing I discovered in in doing this research about Krusty. It's pretty cool. Okay. So a couple other little things about The Simpsons as a whole. They have won tons of awards, including 31 Emmys, 30 Annies, and a Peabody Award. Wait, you said um, you said how many Emmys? Thirty-one. Okay, how many of those Emmys are for best animated TV show? Um, any idea? Ten of them were for outstanding animated program. Okay, and then what was it you said after Emmys? They had thirty Annies and then one Peabody Award. Okay, okay, an Annie. I don't know. It is a hard knock life, so. You know, <laughs> save it. Don't encourage me. Something else I thought was pretty cool. They did do a motion picture, a full length motion picture, mm-hmm. um, which is actually surprisingly really, really good. It is very funny. I um, wouldn't say it's really, really good. I'd say it's, it was a good movie as it was expected, but I'm also not as big of a Simpsons fan as you. So, you know, that's fair. Very few people are. Yeah. I've met a few in my life, but I'm, I'm near the top. Apparently I'm not the only one though, because there are, um, there are dozens of you just like 311 fans. There's a, there's probably a few more Simpsons fans than 311 fans. All right. That's, that's probably fair. Anyway, there should be more of both. But I digress. <laughs> the Simpsons movie grossed $526.2 million worldwide. That's that's pretty good. I mean, yeah. I ha- okay, so. And this came out, and the, and the movie came out in 2007, which is arguably, uh, well, I wouldn't even say arguably, which is past the prime Simpsons television episodes. Okay, so. Any idea what season it was that it came out during or between? Not right off the top of my head. I do not know. Okay, so my uh, my guess on why it made that much mo- uh, money is I'm going to guess that those who grew up on The Simpsons were now at a place in their life where they could afford to go buy a movie ticket or 12, and they did. And it was just this, like, reliving this thing out of curiosity. I'll admit, I watched it out of curiosity, because I can't tell you when the last time I sat down and watched a full Simpsons episode. Um, mm. I've watched the beginning, I've watched chunks of them, clips of them, but I prefer a TV show about people that aren't jaundiced and yellow. And no, I'm kidding. Their color doesn't bother me but (laughs) well so so with especially with the um advent of disney plus which has every episode of the simpsons available i forgot it's on there except for one but well that's well that's for another time i i oftentimes if i've got just like a few minutes like if i'm taking care of the babies or i'm just like i'm just sitting around for 20 30 minutes i'll put on episode usually again something from the first 10 12 seasons you know but every once in a while i'll get on a kick and i'll I'll watch a few from the newer seasons and there's they've got their moments it's not um it's not devoid of anything good it just doesn't have the same charm that the the original uh the original run had yeah and 
you know, I, I do feel like it would be a good show to throw on in the background. Maybe I'll start doing that, you know, because it does have its little moments. Okay, I want to take back what I said about I don't know the last time I watched a full episode because uh, it was probably about three years ago in October. Mm. Well, in October, I went on a mission of watching every Treehouse of Horror and <laughs> to, before before Halloween hit. I did not get there, and that is completely my fault, but I watched a fair amount there. And then I also kind of veered off into other episodes as well. I'm sure it does make great background noise, so maybe I'll pop, uh, pop it on every once in a while. We'll see. And for me especially, it's kind of a um, it's kind of like a comfort thing. You know, you, you you guys pick on me a little bit for 311, but I've been listening to 311 for so long now that it's something that I can just have on in the background while I'm working or while I'm driving or whatever. And it, it's just sort of this this little comfort thing. I've yeah. been watching The Simpsons since I was you know eight nine years old. So for me, when I see those characters, when I hear those voices, it's just a comfort thing. So even if I'm not really, you know, I'm vacuuming the the living room or wiping down the kitchen table or whatever, if it's on, I catch little jokes. I remember lines, you know, and it kind of takes me back to to sitting in the living room floor doing my homework after school and, and watching some of these. It, it takes you back to a simpler time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, we pick on you about... 311, pick on Sarge about his age. You guys pick on me because I tend to look like a hipster sometimes. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't say sometimes. I would say every time I look at you. Some of us look good and some of us choose to look like you. And because I'm so excited <laughs> to talk about all this, I'm, yes, yes. Like, I'm jumping all over my notes here. I wanted to clarify this as of uh, 2021, the Simpsons was renewed for seasons 33 and 34. Are, so, are they the longest running animated show? Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, they are uh, now the longest running show period. Cause originally it was Gunsmoke, and it ran for 635 episodes. But uh, so far I think, Simpsons have have surpassed uh, seven hundred at this point. So I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to check you on that because I think as the world turns and sixty minutes is longer, but I'm going to check you on that. So go ahead. Well, okay, so you might be right about those soap operas. That that's true. I'm not sure about those because those sort of have a uh, have been on forever, and I don't think they ever stop. So you might be right on that. I was going to say the first thing that popped up is. Uh, the Simpsons is the longest running scripted television show of all time. Okay, there we go. Yep. Um, now, and then next is South Park behind it, Law and Order SVU, and then Family Guy, and then Law and Order again. I don't know if it's fair for Law and Order to hold two spots, but then that's like saying James Cameron can't have the highest grossing movie because he's got two of the top spots as well. <laughs> but go on, go on. So tonight I want to focus on one particular character, one of the more popular side characters that I will say has never really captured my heart. He's never been one of my favorite side characters, but he pops up all the time, and that is Mr. Krusty the Clown, or his actual birth name. Do you have any idea what his actual name is on the show? Oh, I heard it on that interview that I mentioned I watched uh, or listened to with Mark Marin. But I don't know. I know that it's uh, quite the Jewish name. Like yes. Old, and old world Jewish name. 
Yeah, so with that being said, I will probably mispronounce this like Danger does Japanese names, but I will do my best. Herschel Schmoikel Pinchus Yurokum Krastovsky. I think the, uh, the I, I don't know, fourth name, Heikum is how. <laughs> yeah, Heikum. Yeah. I don't have enough phlegm in there. You got to get the phlegm going, and if you're not spitting afterwards, you're doing it wrong. So, and he is voiced by the fantastic Dan Castellaneta. Mm-hmm. And just to give you an idea, here's the voices that Dan Castellaneta does on The Simpsons. Homer Simpson, Krusty the Clown, Grandpa Simpson, Barney Gumble, Hans Molman, Waylon Smithers, Santa's Little Helper, Groundskeeper Willie, Sideshow Mel, and Mayor Quimby. Okay, question. Yes. Santa's Little Helper, does he bark? Yeah. Okay. That's 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 fine. Did you know that he's Ge- a dog danger? What do you want him to do? Did you know that George Clooney did the voice of um Yes Sans yes, dog every, and yeah. Everybody knows George Clooney did the dog. Who cares? I'm, okay. I I <laughs> I yeah, no, we're gonna move on past it. Uh your yes. exhaustion by my trying to share. <laughs> We're no longer, this is not a podcast anymore. This is a, a monster talk. South Park said it themselves. Simpsons did it. That's true. That's true. That, did it. that was a whole episode. So <laughs> uh, so what I find really funny is that Dan Castellaneta does the voice of Homer, Krusty, and Sideshow Mel. So there are scenes within the Simpsons where it's literally him just talking to himself. Very um, Seth MacFarlane-esque. That's kind of, and also that that's kind of like what we talked about actually in the Oscar the Grouch episode because uh, I can't right, remember the guy's right. name. He did Oscar the Grouch and Big Bird and would puppet one and do the voice of the other and back and forth. So yep. So um, for again for people that you know this this gigantic rock that you're under, Krusty the Clown is the he hosts a television show on The Simpsons that Bart and Lisa absolutely love. And he is this goofy, crazy clown. It's the Krusty the Clown show, and it's like a variety show for children. Now, Danger, did you have any relationship with, like, Bozo the Clown or any of those kind of shows when you were a kid? Yeah, I mean, I watched Bozo the Clown. I'll be honest, I remember Krusty the Clown a lot more than Bozo the Clown. Oh, sure, sure. You know, I, I did watch Bozo, but even as a kid, Bozo didn't really appeal to me. So clowns had a different thing for me altogether. Not, it wasn't like a fear of clowns, but it was. I remember you talking about this before. About the cookie jar? Yes. Yes. You told this story before. Yeah. So maybe it was every time I saw a clowns, I wanted cookies because of this stupid cookie jar. I I don't, (laughs) I don't know, but it's like that memory has applied itself before Krusty or Bozo. So my so, my relationship or view on clowns is, was skewed as a child because of that. So Krusty the Clown was basically based on two characters, Rusty Nails, which was a very similar to Bozo the Clown from uh, Matt Groening's hometown of Portland, Oregon. But his voice was based on Bob Bell, who was the actor who played Bozo the Clown. So it was a combination of Rusty Nails and Bozo the Clown, which... Matt Groening mentioned what an awful name that was, and I concur. Rusty Nails is an awful name for a children's clown. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
you expect Rusty Nails to behave like a, a clown named Rusty Nails to behave like a worse Krusty. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Rusty the Clown is also gross if you actually stop and think about it. You expect Rusty Nails to be more like Eddie Murphy's Bozo on SNL? Or, uh, um, what was it, Damon Wayans on In Living Color? Maybe that's uh, what I'm thinking of. Yeah, homie don't play that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and and I'm not going to explain all of this yet. We'll come okay, back to it. sorry. Eddie Murphy played... Uh, on SNL, he was in a sketch, recurring sketch, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, which was... Yes, okay. yes. All right, all right, yeah. He also played a really good Gumby. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's a funny sketch. Yeah, I like, um, it. I like his Gumby. I will I will come back to this, but just, just to go ahead and throw this out there, Krusty made his television debut on January 15th, 1989, in the Tracy Ullman show short, The Krusty the Clown Show. Now I'll I'll come back to that fact. Okay. You said it was an interesting reason and whatnot that he was on yes. Tracy Ullman, yes. and so I am quite curious. Yes. So Krusty uh, himself, though, he was born in the Lower East Side of Springfield. He is the son of Rabbi Hyman Krustovsky. His mother was named Rachel and died when Krusty was 13. Now, I don't know if that ever comes up in the show, maybe in a later season, and I haven't caught it. But his father, Rabbi Krastovsky, comes up pretty regularly. Um, there's actually a few episodes, and we'll get into a couple of crusty episodes later. But um, his father, has, it's a really cool dynamic between Rabbi Krastovsky and Krusty because he's a rabbi. And he wanted Krusty to kind of follow into similar passions, but Krusty wanted to be a clown. And the rabbi was actually kind of like, tried to talk him out of being a clown. And some of the scenes between his dad and him are, are actually kind of heartwarming uh, about that. Which actually in that interview I was talking about with Mark Marin, he uh, talks about his, uh, his relationship with his father was estranged and then uh, came back around to have a better relationship. And I was wondering, do they show that whole dynamic on the Simpsons? I have no idea. There is a really good episode that um, I made a note of a few episodes that are are really really good that revolve around Krusty and I didn't I didn't save that one, but um, there is a really good episode in those first ten seasons or so where it's all about the relationship between Krusty and his dad, and it's actually really really good. It's it's very heartwarming. There's an episode later uh, in later seasons where Krusty finds out he has a daughter. And as we kind of discuss Krusty, he is a drug addict, greedy, piece of shit kind of guy. But he has these moments of really heartfelt moments. And, and when they occur, because he is kind of a heartless bastard, it's even more kind of impactful, I think. Because you're so used to him just being Krusty. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I guess uh, when they got further into the show with more and more series, they kind of had to look at developing these underdeveloped characters a bit more and how they can get some more mileage out of some of them. Because I feel like they're at a point now where they're just going for gold as far as like setting a bar and, you know, being the longest running. They, I think they also kind of run 
Fox TV to a certain point, even though Disney owns it now and whatnot. So, right, right. So, talking about um, the kind of person that Krusty the Clown is, um, he's also he's often seen as a cynical, burnt out, addiction riddled smoker who is made miserable by show business, but continues on anyway. Um, I always saw him ha- as kind of just being stuck in the life. <laughs> pretty much. There's several episodes where it kind of discusses how he's a multimillionaire because he's amassed a fortune by licensing his name and image to all these really, really shitty products. Um, yeah, I was actually meaning to pull a list of the shitty products <laughs> and actually try to see if we can get some is for uh, shitty products. I mean, <laughs> that's a good idea, actually. Some of the ones that come to mind are his, uh, he's got like these lady razors to trim lady mustaches, alarm clocks, sheets, posters, all that kind of stuff. Oh, one of the- I want some is for bed sheets. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Mm. With our faces on them. I wasn't thinking that, but I want uh, is for sheets, our faces on the pillowcases. Perfect. Perfect. Mm. Um, and but they would have to be like the shittiest jersey cotton sheets ever that pill up when they're washed once and in like one yeah, corner know. on the fitted sheet just immediately comes loose every time you make the bed. I know thread count is really important when you're talking about sheets and bedding. So our thread count for our sheets is like four. I invested in proper bedding for my bed and I have like eighteen thousand or eighteen hundred thread count sheets and like oh there you go great pillows like no because if i'm going to bed i'm going there to do business and that is sleep (laughs) oh yeah i'm sleeping good no i don't i don't sleep well at all but it's comfy well that's all that matters i think my favorite of his of his awful products are his crusty o's brand cereal and and the reason I like this so much is because there's a whole episode about uh, Bart where he has to get his appendix removed because the prize inside of the Crustio box was a jagged metal Crustio, and he swallowed it and it tore up his insides. I I remember um, that. I remember that. Another very popular Crusty branded item is Crusty Burger, which is his fast food chain. There's a lot of episodes that kind of talk about Krusty Burger and kind of uh, relate it to a McDonald's or a Burger King or whatever. Mm-hmm. Some of the best parts of that is uh, Krusty Burger has been shut down several times from overworking employees to stapling together half-eaten burgers to make new ones and using beef infected with mad cow disease to save money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, I did just Google a uh, list of, of Krusty products. Just want to run down a couple right quick. Yes, please. Uh, Krusty the Crown, uh, Clown Alarm Clock, clock spelt K-L-O-C-K, gets extremely hot when plugged in. Yes. Uh, Krusty <laughs> Calculator, Krusty Phone, Krusty Wall Clock, Krusty Bedside Lamp, Krusty Pencil Tops, Krusty Lunch Boxes, Krusty Imitation Gum, <laughs> contains spider eggs and deadly virus, Krusty oh, yeah. Charges for the Antidote, Krusty uh, Juice Box, Contains absolutely no fruit juice. Uh, Krusty giant toy drum. Krusty sulfuric acid. Krusty trash basket. Krusty t-shirts. Krusty posters. Krusty non-toxic cologne. Spelt K-O-L-O-G-N-E. There's a great gag. There's an episode where 
Krusty loses his show and he tries to make a big comeback. It's called The Last Temptation of Crust. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. There was one on here that I missed and it's the Krusty brand Geiger counter. <laughs> there you go. All right, all right, go on, go on, sorry. <laughs> uh, where he tries to make this big comeback and so it puts up on the wall, I think it's like, Krusty the Clown Comeback Spectacular and all the C's are spelled with K's and he comes out and there's these three giant K's behind him and he turns around and he's like, <laughs> I love, okay, so I cannot imitate Krusty at all and he has a very distinct voice, but oh, yeah. I think my favorite sound he makes is when he's like pissed Def- off or perturbed and defeated yes. and it's that, Krusty is a multimillionaire, like I said, but he burns through money real fast. Let me tell you a few things he likes to do with his money. Uh, He likes to light cigarettes with $100 bills. He likes to eat condor egg omelets. And he spends huge amounts of money on pornographic magazines and call girls. He also likes to gamble on horse races and operas and one time very famously betted against the Harlem Globetrotters. Mm. Mm. That is such a funny moment. I don't remember what episode it's from, but the bookie comes to get the money and Krusty's like flipping out. And he's like, the Washington generals were due for a win. (laughs) So the Washington generals have actually won. I think it's four games in the history. (laughs) So they, they, they did pull out a win once in a while. Um, I do want to get a Washington generals Jersey basketball jersey. That would be, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. That's almost cooler than a Harlem Globetrotters jersey. I, I don't want a Globetrotters jersey. I want a I want a Washington Generals jersey. So he also spends a lot of his money on his addictions. Now here's a list of Krusty the Clown's addictions. He is addicted to gambling, cigarettes, alcohol, Percodan, Pepto-Bismol, and Xanax. How are you addicted to <laughs> Pepto-Bismol? How Pepto-Bismol? This is why I love this guy. You know. <laughs> I mean. Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Couple. So, so there's, there's two really cool stories and here, here's the first one. So in 1992, Matt Groening and James L. Brooks, who are the writers and producers of the Simpsons. Yes. Came up Actually, has James his- L. Brooks done anything else? Cause I remember his name, James L. Brooks popped on screen from childhood my entire life. Yes, he, uh, shoot, this, right here is where you insert like the itchy and scratchy music or something. They fight, they fight, the itchy and scratchy show. Okay. You're James editing, Elbrook. you're editing this one. So go ahead and pop in the. Nope. That's all staying in. So okay. <laughs> James, James L. Brooks has actually done a ton of stuff. Uh, he was the writer on several TV shows and movies that I know people in here will have recognized. From way back in the day, he wrote episodes for That Girl, The Andy Griffith Show, My Three Sons. And then as time went on, he wrote for The Mary Tyler Moore Show. He wrote for Rhoda, wrote for Taxi, which is an underrated show. Got to Absolutely. Taxi. Absolutely. Um, Obviously, the Tracy Ullman show, but then he also wrote As Good As It Gets with Jack Nicholson and Spanglish with Adam Sandler. Okay. Okay. I I just wasn't aware that James L. Brooks did anything other than The Simpsons. So 
Yeah, no, he 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 had been around for a long, long, long time, uh, and and he had written a lot of stuff and he produced a lot of stuff as well. I, I'm kind of going through some of his list here. Here's some of his producer credits: Say Anything, Big, Broadcast News. Obviously, a lot of the shows that he wrote for, he also produced episodes on. So yeah, James L. Brooks is is kind of I don't want to say royalty, but he's up there for sure when it comes film, eh. Television, absolutely. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you TV. Um, as good as it gets was a fine movie, but Spanglish. I loved Spanglish. Spanglish was cool. Uh, that was part of that Adam Sandler phase where he did like Spanglish and Punch Drunk Love, and it was like funny but heartwarming and a little more serious. And I think that was when people really discovered like, oh, Adam Sandler can do more than just be a man child. For an hour and a half. And then he went on to just produce man-child movies for a long time. <laughs> and then occasionally puts out a decently acted uh, And then out of nowhere movie. comes Uncut Gems. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know. Yeah, which if you haven't seen Uncut Gems, Podcast Land, I highly recommend Uncut Gems. It's a phenomenal movie. So as I was saying, in 1992, Matt Groening and James L. Brooks began planning a live-action spinoff that revolved around Krusty and would actually star Dan Castellaneta as Krusty, like in real life. That's cool. That kind of fell apart. So a little while later, actually before they pitched that one, they originally pitched, some of the Simpsons showrunners pitched a show based on Krusty the Clown, where he would be a single father in New York. Supporting characters would include a prickly makeup lady, and a boss resembling Ted Turner. Now, does that sound familiar at all to you? Vaguely? What What am I missing here? It got reworked a little bit and became The Critic. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I didn't watch a whole lot of The Critic. I, I watched a good bit of it, but that was a long time ago. So, uh, yeah, James L. Brooks had his hands in that one, too. The Critic is one of those shows that... I don't want to put it on par with stuff like The Simpsons and Futurama and stuff, but it, it follows the same kind of mentality where you've got some it's, – it's something that everybody in the family can watch, but it does have a little bit skewed adult content to it. It's not as full blast as a Family Guy or a South Park, but it's a little more blue than The Simpsons were. I. I like the critic. Maybe I'll go back and watch it because I do think I saw it pop up on one of the streaming services that we got. But, you know, I I think it was the animation style threw me off as a young child. And oh, I don't I don't really remember fully, but I do remember it was a uh, fairly decent show. It had a good and sense John, of humor about itself. Yeah. And John Lovitz, he, he did the voice of the critic, um, which Jay can, Sherman, that was his name. Can, can we take uh, a second to talk about what you just said? I understand that John Lovitz did the main voice of the show, but I have always thought that John Lovitz's voice was the most annoying thing about John Lovitz, and then he goes on to do something where all you hear is his voice. Yeah, I don't know how that actually got put together. It's fine, it worked, but John Lovitz's voice, that's like thats like going, hey, we've got a new kid show about a cat, and it's going to be voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> Why? Okay, I'm not even gonna try. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, Gilbert Gottfried, uh, rest in peace. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, uh, yeah. 
quite the voice. And um, uh, okay, and and the cat has a sidekick of uh, Squirrel that's voiced by uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. I'm not. Uh, my my family is trying to sleep. I'm not going to just scream uh, incoherently uh, into the microphone here. But no, John Lovitz. They actually did a couple crossover. John Lovitz had been on The Simpsons a few times, but then they did a crossover episode with him as Jay Sherman uh, coming to Springfield. Um, okay. Of course, him and Homer get into it a little bit, and that's that's a pretty good episode. But yeah, I remember I liked The Simpsons so much when I was a kid that I sort of just, oh, this is kind of like The Simpsons, you know, and I would watch that too, to varying degrees of success. Like the critic was okay. Home movies was phenomenal. Home movies um, was great. I forgot yeah. all about home movies. That was a great. That could be an episode in and of itself at some point. Brendan Small is a genius, an absolute genius. But I digress. Krusty, if you had, uh, so Krusty has appeared in hundreds of Simpsons episodes as yeah. a, a quick one-liner, or the kids are watching Krusty the Clown Show, or whatever it may be. Well, when you already have the voice actor in studio. <laughs> Why exactly. not? Why not use him in another place? I guess that's the biggest appeal of having a whole, you know, slew of talented voice actors, and yeah. they can just kind of throw that stuff out there. And and one of the things that I love about The Simpsons that some some other animated shows do, uh, South Park does more so than like the Seth MacFarlane shows, is their side characters really take up a lot of real estate. Yeah. Um, you can have a whole episode devoted to Mo Sislak or Mayor Quimby or, you know, one of these kind of guys that just has like, you know, the A plot revolves around them and then the lesser B plot will revolve around the Simpson or something like that. And you don't lose anything with that. Like it's still, it can still be a really solid episode. And I think Krusty ranks closer to the top of those side characters as far as notoriety and popularity, especially with the show, uh, you know, having his own the Krusty Clown show. But you don't see that in a lot of other shows. Like it kind of revolves around the nuclear family or the main characters. You know, any episode of South Park that doesn't revolve around the four main kids is is usually kind of like a one off or something. Granted, you've got Butters, you've got Timmy, you've got these other guys, but I think The Simpsons, part of it is just the fact that it's been on for 112 years, but it has this ensemble cast of people that at any given point you could, yeah, hell, we're bored, let's do an episode on Disco Stew. Like, I mean, right. they could do that and get away with it. Yes, 100%, I think that Krusty is a side character, and I think he's a side character that's become more of a main character, but they were smart in what they did towards the beginning, where they started to really invest in these side characters and grow them. You know, it got to the point to where they had so many side characters that were, you know, again, voiced by the main cast already. And so yeah. it was easy for them to do that, but they had these side characters that they took time to develop and, and grow. And almost like, you know, the, the town has Springfield has taken on its own personality and whatnot. And so it's really easy for them 
to just kind of go, okay, well, this is a story that's happening and it would make sense for this character to show up here and do this sort of thing. But then, you know, they've got how many seasons? What'd you say? 34 seasons? 35? Yeah. Yeah. They're working on 34 now, I think. Right. And how, what's the average length of a season? Any idea how many episodes? So, so we've, we've had this discussion on the show before. The Simpsons is one of the few shows, and maybe it's just because of how long it's been on. They still do the 22, 23 episode season. Okay. So they're doing 22, 23 episodes for uh, 35 seasons. And so it would be really easy to, along the way, go, hey, you remember that episode that we did? where it made sense for this character to show up and do this little bit, what happened to that? What, what led them there? And, you know, gave the writers room to kind of explore and grow these other characters and not be limited to the main characters, which I think is something that the Simpsons did right. And other shows have not necessarily followed suit. Like you're talking about South Park. Well, South Park has also been on for 30 something seasons now, but you know, part of that was they were putting out two a week at one point. Right. And and so naturally they had to develop these other characters and Family Guy ended up doing the same thing, but not in the same way that The Simpsons did it. Because it's like in The Simpsons, it's the entire town. In Family Guy, yeah. it's the street. Yeah, and, and the I feel like for a cartoon show, The Simpsons, Springfield really feels like a living, breathing city. Like you feel like you watch enough episodes, you start to learn. Obviously they, they're, they're very loose with the geography, but it's like, you know, most Havard, you know, the nuclear power plant, you know, all of these landmarks and you sort of get accustomed to these side characters. And it's like, Oh, Homer's at the nuclear power plant. We're probably going to see Lenny and Carl. Oh, Homer's at the bar. We're probably going to see Barney. You start to kind of learn that and fall into that rhythm. And hey, any show that's been on for 30 plus years, you got to cut a little bit of slack because the the big difference between South Park and The Simpsons, especially with the animation style, like you said, South Park could pump out a couple episodes a week. So they could be very topical. They're Mm -hmm. notorious for... This big thing happened in the news, and four days later, they release an episode that satires it. Right. The Simpsons were never really big on that. They would use the occasional current event. It's been duly noted that they've predicted the future a handful of times. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe we'll do an episode on The Simpsons and we could talk about that. But Sure, sure. You know, which, actually, uh, that episode, that interview with uh, Krusty I was talking about earlier, he, I believe he described the location of Springfield as west of Kansas and south of Oregon. <laughs> I don't know. I would imagine the writers had a similar thought to this, but part of the reason Wes Craven named it Nightmare on Elm Street was because every town has an Elm Street. Right. Just about every state has a Springfield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I was going to ask you this earlier. So Krusty has appeared in hundreds of Simpsons episodes. Mm -hmm. How many episodes do you think revolve around Krusty in a significant way? Um, how many episodes are we up to? Uh, roughly 700. Okay. I'm going to give Krusty episodes, Krusty centered episodes, not like Krusty episodes because they're not 
crusty. But anyway, <laughs> crusty centered episodes. I'm gonna give, uh, let's say, thirty two. See, I would have thought twenty five to thirty, maybe thirty five at the most. Forty nine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Starting all the way back to the very first season, one of the most memorable. Honestly, if you actually go back and watch the first season of The Simpsons, yeah, the animation's crude. They don't quite have the rhythm down on the jokes and everything. But every one of those episodes is just like laser printed in my brain from seeing them so many times when I was a kid. And the 12th episode of season one was Krusty Gets Busted. And that was the one of the very first episodes where it's the first time that uh, Kelsey Grammer guests on the show as Sideshow Side Bob. Bob. Yeah. Yes. And of course, he's a reoccurring character, and the dynamics between Sideshow Bob and Krusty and Bart are just hilarious. Like it's always good. But that was the first real, like full blown episode devoted to Krusty, and you know Bart and Lisa kind of help foil. Uh, Sideshow Bob's attempt to frame Krusty robbing the Quickie Mart. And, you know, in that episode, they kind of establish how much Bart and Lisa really love Krusty. Of course, this comes back all the time, reoccurring gag that Krusty has absolutely no recollection that Bart and Lisa did that for him and could give a shit. Like, he does yeah. not care. <laughs> Fun fact Kelsey Grammer collects royalties on the Sideshow Bob character. If he's mentioned in an episode, not seen. Oh, what a smart move on that. Cause he, Sideshow Bob is another very fun side character that comes up a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Sideshow Bob, I do remember was a, a great character that I always enjoyed seeing. And the, the whole dynamic of how he was uh, trying to kill Bart or Bart was scared he was trying to kill him. Like that was always a fun, fun game. Okay. So a couple episodes that if you want to get to know Krusty a little bit better, these are some fun ones. I just mentioned Krusty Gets Busted from the first season. That's a good one. Actually, you know what? I brought this up earlier. This is a really fun one. The Last Temptation of Crust. Yes. The 15th episode of season nine. Basically, what happens is Krusty realizes that being a children's clown is not that you know edgy anymore, and he's kind of losing his touch. So he starts to kind of get a little bit more adult oriented with his jokes and he starts to do like stand up. Doesn't he do a stand up show with Bobcat Goldthwait and um Jay Leno? Yes. So typically Simpsons, especially in the later seasons, are known for having like one or two pretty cool guest voices come in and do a bit part or something. This episode, especially if you're a fan of like 90s stand up comedy, is a gold mine. Oh yeah. Um, just a few, Jay Leno, Stephen Wright, Janine Garofalo, Bobcat Goldwaith, and Bruce Baum, and Hank Williams Jr. are all in that episode. I, I forgot about the other ones, but yes, I do remember yeah. Stephen Wright and Janine Garofalo in that as well. So uh, I mentioned this one earlier. I forgot I actually had it written down here. Like Father, Like Clown is the sixth episode of season three. This is the one where Krusty comes by to have dinner with the Simpsons to finally thank Bart for getting him out of jail from, from several years ago. And he admits that his real name is Herschel Krustovsky. And that's when they uh, 
he re- Bart reunites him with his father. And it's it's a it's a pretty interesting dynamic because by season three you're already kind of familiar with with Krusty's goofiness and some of his addictions and more blue mentality. And yeah. to know that his father was a rabbi and their dynamics is is kind of heartwarming. It really right. is. Right. On the other side of that, Camp Krusty, the first episode of season four, this episode is awesome. I so, do vaguely remember this episode. So essentially, Bart and Lisa are super excited to go to this summer camp. And they assume that Krusty's going to be there and it's going to be this like paradise. Well, it's essentially a concentration camp ran by bullies. Yeah. They feed them gruel. They don't get to do anything fun. They say Krusty's coming and it's Barney with Krusty hair drunk and they flip out. Such a fun episode. And what's great is the B plot is Homer and Marge are like kind of rekindling their romance and like Homer's lost some weight and he grew a couple new hairs and like all this stuff. Well, they're watching the news and they hear about this thing happening at Camp Krusty and they're like, it's been overrun by the kids and one in particular is the leader and it zooms in on Homer's head and he's like, don't be the boy, don't be the boy. And as soon as it pans out, it's it's Bart sitting there and he's like got war paint on Mm -hmm. and immediately... Homer's gut sticks back out and all his extra hairs fall out. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. I I don't fully remember that episode, but yeah, no, that was, I remember that one more than other ones. And I think now as you're describing that whole episode, I think I remember another reason why my parents didn't want me to watch it because there was a character who was a habitual alcoholic, <laughs> Barney. Yeah existed and was never seen sober at least at that point i don't remember or know if he was after that yeah there there are episodes later that actually go into his sobriety which is kind of fun <laughs> but yeah he is known as the drunk that burps and you mm-hmm. know serves very little purpose yeah um a couple other quick quick little um episodes to check out now, you had mentioned the Treehouse of Horror episodes. Yes, yes. The Treehouse of Horror. If I remember correctly, they had no like bearing on actual storylines of things. They were just no. kind of, yeah, just one-off episodes. And I think that's why I thought they were fun, because you didn't have to watch the show and know the running gags and whatnot. You just could pick up a Treehouse of Horror and watch it. Of course, what and- were the two alien names? Krang and... Kang and Kodos. Okay, yeah, I do remember I the Simpsons. Thought about doing, I do remember I the, thought about doing a K for Kang and Kodos episode. Uh, ah, that, that that could have been fun. <laughs> I remember they were a big part of the awesome Simpsons video game, the Super Nintendo game. I think it was. They've uh, appeared in a couple of video games. Are you thinking about Bart versus the Space Mutants? Yes, because that was on regular Nintendo. And okay, stupid hard. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. It was a great yeah. game. Though. Well, uh, Treehouse of Horror 3, which actually appears in season four. Yes. um, They didn't do a Treehouse of Horror the first season, Mm -hmm. um, but every season after they have. Yes. And these are some of the best episodes because they're basically three shorts. Yes. That are only about maybe five to seven minutes long. 
they're usually a parody of a horror movie or something like that. But in, in Treehouse of Horror 3, they do a, the segment's called Clown Without Pity. And it's basically a play on child's play where, you know, the, the doll comes to life, but it's a talking crusty doll. And he's got a big butcher knife. And he's chasing Bart around and chasing Homer around. And How do I not remember that in my Treehouse of Horror adulthood? Like, oh, that is again not to not to sound like a whatever. It's one of the first ones, so it's one of the best ones. Yeah, those first handful of Treehouse of Horror episodes are so so good. And this episode has. I just realized you're a Simpsons hipster. A little bit. I don't mean to be, but I am. But but basically, the three little shorts in this are the the one where Krusty comes to life. There's King Homer, where they do a Homer a King Kong parody, where Homer is a giant ape, and then they do another one where Bart reads from the Necronomicon and brings the dead back to life. Mm-hmm. So it's a very fun Treehouse of Horror. The last one that I would recommend checking out, and this is going to tie back into my pretty cool little bit of my cool little story I discovered. Homie the Clown. It's the 15th episode of season six. Homer sees a billboard for clown college and decides that he wants to become a clown. And basically he becomes an official Krusty the Clown impersonator. So if they're doing a Krusty Burger franchise opening instead of sending actual crusty they'll send homer dressed as crusty a crusty Uh, proxy yes uh long story short homer gets in trouble with the mob hilarity ensues it's a very funny episode now think about what crusty looks like for a minute Mm -hmm. he's voiced by dan castellanetta yeah same voice as homer right yeah crusty was originally created to look like Homer Simpson with clown makeup. With the original idea being that Bart does not respect Homer at home at all, but worships this clown on TV that looks just like his dad. Right. Only to be revealed later that it actually is Homer as Krusty the Clown. Yeah. I never knew that. And for some reason, when I read that, the thought of what if Homer turned out to be Krusty the Clown? Because if you go back and watch those first couple seasons, that's exactly the case. Bart's a little, little bit of a rebellious little asshole. His dad does I mean, yes, Homer is a buffoon, but he also, in a lot of ways, tries to be a good dad. Um, And then Krusty the Clown is this absolute lunatic on TV, but Bart has Krusty sheets, Krusty alarm clock, Krusty clock, Krusty load-bearing posters, like all these things in his his house. I forgot about the (laughs) load-bearing posters. yeah. Yeah, that's another great episode. And so I thought, golly what a neat idea and that was part of the reason that they don't like go into any of it or whatever but when crusty was brought up on the tracy ullman show that was the intent that was what they were going to do 
So I just found that absolutely fascinating. As a fan of The Simpsons, for all these years, to find a little nugget of info that I had never heard before kind of blew my mind. Yeah, it's it's fun. It would have been fun to see how that kind of an idea would play out. But, oh well, we will never know. Nope. And so that's really all I got for K is for Krusty. If you like The Simpsons, hey, you're in good company. So do I. And I think that uh, Krusty the Clown is in the upper tier of side characters. He's never been one that like I gravitated towards. But as I've gotten older, I find his plight in life to be a little bit funnier. Yeah. Um, well, he's definitely a character and- that you would see different as an adult than you did as a kid. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and especially the episodes that involve Krusty interacting with Homer and Bart and the dynamics there. Those are some good ones, yep. for sure. Yep, yep. So, do you know why Billy Joel's laundry is still wet? He didn't start the dryer. Mm, mm, mm. I was thinking something about Uptown Girl, but I just I couldn't get there. Wow, that is sexist. I I don't know for Uptown Girl's first song that comes to mind when I think of Billy Joel. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Not I, Piano Man. Mm-mm. I love Uptown Girl. It's a great song. Yeah, you would. That makes sense. Um. Okay. All right. Maybe this one's better for you. What rock group has four men and none of them sing? Mm, I don't know. Mount Rushmore. Mm, mm. I got a music joke for you then. Okay. What has nine arms and sucks? <laughs> Def Leppard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. Uh, see, I like a joke that's true. Like, it's yeah. funny, but it's true. Hey, um, their, their first album was legitimately a good album. Everything else. Okay. It was it was after the arm went. It it all just went downhill, kind of like that car did. Oh, God, that yeah. is. You know what? Let's just that's good. That's good. We're good there. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. It's inappropriate. Monster. It's inappropriate to tell a dad joke if you're not a real father. It's a faux pas. I tried to stop you. I'm I unst- tried really hard. I'm unstoppable. I tried really hard to get out of here before you said something else. <laughs> I I just don't trust stairs. They're always up to something. <sighs> okay, well. The other day, Lauren asked me if I'd seen the dog bowl, and I said I didn't know that she did. What? <laughs> she asked me if I'd seen the dog bowl, and I didn't know that she did. Because bowling is, is a bowl um, is something bowl. she drinks out. And then you also bowl. go bowling. Sure. Had yeah. I seen the dog bowl? See, it's not funny if I have to explain it. I tried to stop us. You did. I tried to you end did. the episode. Purely my fault. Yes, this is yep. 100% your fault. Yep. Yep. Okay. So with that being said, I am Monster. I am Danger. And thank you for tuning in to K is for Krusty the Clown. We will see you next time. Yes. Good night, everybody. It's over. Done. Done.